Hello, welcome to The Final Swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Do you ever feel a little torn between being too passive and too obsessive over dating? Do you find yourself wanting to take action but not wanting to force things? Well, it sounds like what you're feeling is you want to take some sort of step towards meeting your person, towards changing this whole dating situation you're in, but you want it to feel good. I get that. And, you know, because I get that so much because I'm working with with people like you all the time, I want to invite you to something that I know will feel good. It's my new program called High Vibe Dating Group Coaching. Basically, every month we just get to hang out together. We get to um, go through lessons. So learning, you know, about dating in a divine feminine kind of way in a much more um, intuitive kind of way, the way that I teach. But we go deep into these lessons. And when I'm teaching them, you also get to be live with me. So you get to ask questions as I'm teaching. And then on top of that, we also have another Q&A throughout the month where you get to ask your questions. So like if you're dating somebody you're not sure if it's the right thing or you're feeling a little i'm not sure about if my if if i'm if i'm feeling intuitive or i'm feeling afraid i get to answer those questions for you tap into what you're feeling i get to channel that for you and we get to do this together so you're not alone and um you know we also get to do energetic healings which i really love so it's just really about shifting your energy because you know when we feel like we want to take action but we don't want to do like the whole getting on a dating app or the pushy stuff it's, it's more about like, I, I just want to shift into alignment, you know, cause really that's all it is. You guys, you just got to get you into alignment, into the alignment of your desire, into the alignment of like who, of who you really are. And once we move you into that, it's a direct path. And I don't want you to feel like you need to do this alone. There's no reason for that. And listening to these episodes, episodes are awesome. I mean, I, I, I love creating them for you, but if you really feel like I need to take a little bit more action, I invite you into the program because you get to you know, listen and of course be taking in all this information. But because I'm there with you, you get to go in a little bit deeper and actually take some action and that on its own, that accountability and just that, you know, knowing that like, okay, I signed up for this thing. Like I'm moving forward to this thing. That is what's going to shift you. So I invite you to the program, High Vibe Dating. It will be life-changing. We've seen many people couple up after being in this program. So I'm really excited to offer it. It's only $67 a month and you can jump in and jump out. So really you guys, it's a no brainer. So I hope to see you there. Head over to nikkinovo.com backslash membership. Nikki, thanks so much for joining us today. We're so excited to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Thanks for being here. It's such a, it's such a nice, uh, little like escape to be here with you guys and not be in the reading, but at least be talking to you. So I'm excited. Yeah. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am a medium and a spiritual mentor, which means that I'm doing a bunch of readings all day, um, and a lot of healings, but I didn't always start off this way. I was actually a magazine editor for many years and uh, worked at companies like MSN and Refinery29 and NBC and Condé Nast and did all this uh, magazine work for a long time. But I was having like a spiritual awakening in my early twenties. Um, I think it started, I want to say like around 21 or so. And people always ask me like, Oh, did you always know you can like talk to dead people? Or did you always know that like you can, um, like see futures and things like that? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like I was not like any sort of strange child. I always say like, you know, my parents, um, my, my mother is Cuban and my parents are both Cuban. I'm sorry. Oh, you guys, I just, I just got a phone ringing. Can we like, can we cut that for a second? Can I turn off the phone so it doesn't ring? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. Hold on. Sorry. I'll start from the, the top. Um, so it makes it easier for your editing. Okay. Oh, 
Okay, turn this off. Sorry, guys. Okay. Starting again. Um, so I'm a spiritual mentor and a medium, which means that I'm doing readings and healings all day. I also, um, I love to, I, I teach a lot about spirituality. I just love the whole woo-woo-ness of it. But I tend to focus on dating as well. Like that's a that's a place that I, I spend a lot of time, and then I spend a lot of time teaching on intuition, a lot of um, spirit guide stuff, and akashic records, and reading energy, and all those things. So like teaching people to do what I do. Um, so it's it's tons of fun. It's a really interesting job. You get to know people very quickly. <laughs> so that's always fun. So I know probably a lot more about you guys than like maybe your friends know about you. <laughs> yeah, Britt and I both had readings with you a few months ago, I want to say. And it was honestly like one of the most profound experiences I've ever had. Like I um it was just over the phone, but I was like tearing up a little bit as you were saying that were like really hitting home for me. Um so I, I think we should go into that a little bit later in the interview, but would love to learn a little bit more about what you do. Um could you tell us a little bit more about the dating side of your work? Yeah. So, um, oh, and thank you for that, by the way. It's, that's so sweet. When we're doing the readings, um, we're moving a lot of energy around, like as we're talking, because sometimes the things that, because it really is like a meeting with the soul. So like that, I mean, that's the idea that like my soul and your soul are like sitting down and having a conversation. So I think that's why it becomes emotional sometimes because we, we spend, so much of our day to day being like detached from, from who we truly are. So like to have a meeting, um, to be like really seen in that way, I think it's just, um, causes a lot of that, you know, that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, I'm like finally home. So that's why that happens. But also energetically, like when you're doing a reading, typically if the person's, um, trained to do so, they'll, they'll be moving and healing the energy as well. So I, I try to process that while I'm reading. So, um, in case you were wondering why that happens, um, so yeah, uh, did the dating work. So the dating work started, um, I actually got my start that way, to be honest. I was a, um, I was an editor for many years uh, for different publications and also like for magazines and then ultimately online publications. Uh, I worked at like MSN and NBC and Refinery29, those places. So, um, I, of course, like, and I was born into that, like that blogger time. So it was like 2008 and I had started a blog because I had this boyfriend who told me that like, he, you know, he was more, I guess he was like cooler than I was in a sense. He was trendier than I was. And he knew this was like coming up and I loved writing for the different publications I did for it. But you know, you're censored in a certain way. Like there's just certain things that like you can't write about. Um, so he was like, Oh, you should start a blog. And like, that way you can have a little bit more creative expression and you can write about the things you want to write about. And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds good. So he like set the blog up for me. I had no idea what I was going to write about. And, um, no, no, no exaggeration. Like two weeks after he set the blog up for me and told me that like, I was amazing and that I was going to be this like great writer. He breaks up with me. (laughs) And I was like, is this like a bad joke? Like, and I felt like I was left with this blog. I like had no idea what to do with it. It almost made me feel like when you're in those relationships and like you get left with like the dog that like you didn't even like, um, like that's kind of what it felt like. I was like, Oh, I have this thing, like this thing that I just started. And then like, he started for me and like, now what do I do with it? Um, so instead of shutting it down, I thought to myself and I had just, I was like just writing, like I was just musing, like writing about my day to day. And then when he broke up with me, I was really inspired to, um, give it more of a purpose. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go on a bunch of dates and I'm going to write about my dates and he's going to miss me so much because he's obviously going to be like, you know, reading these dates. Mind you, he broke up with me. Like, why would he want to read my blog? But anyways, this is what was going through my head. And I thought, um, if I just write about these experiences, like maybe he'll miss me and like, maybe we'll get back together. So that was my, my whole, um, intention behind this blog. So I did that. I went on a lot of dates and I wrote about the experience, but what ended up happening was that I 
I was learning a lot about myself through dating and I was already a student of spirituality at the time. Um, I had already been interested in a lot of like just really woo woo things. Um, but when I started, when I, when he dumped me, I, um, also (laughs) that word is so funny, but when he left me, um, I also started, of course, like, I feel like most of us, when we're left with like the unknown, I decided to go on a hunt for like the best psychics I could find. And I would go to like any psychic that anybody recommended. And it usually ended up with like me in tears. Like one psychic told me I was never going to be happy unless I um, got back with him and that like she could help me get back with him for $400. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure like the other people have heard that before. She was like, yes, all we need to do is like clean your this and put this under your pillow and like do this and you'll get him back. And I was like, this is such a ripoff. So a a lot of my readings ended like that, but I didn't stop. And then I ended up actually finding this one woman who did angel readings and, um, here in Miami, I had two girlfriends who were, who were like on the hunt with me as well. So we were able to do it together. And this woman, um, did angel readings and I felt like a little bit more safe about that. I thought like, okay, um, you know, angels are in the Bible. So, uh, like this sounds like a safe place as I grew up Catholic and, um, she was amazing. Like she was so spot on. She even like predicted my husband who I'm married to now, but I, I, I when we did the reading, I didn't meet him, I think until like two years after that. So she was really great. And I was really interested in what she did. So, um, I was learning like, so she taught me a lot and she, she introduced me to a lot of books and a lot of teachers. And then like, that's how I started just getting very interested in it only for like my own, um, knowing, like, I just thought like, Oh, this could help me. Like maybe if I could talk to my angels, like I could find love is what I was thinking. And I would write about these, this process. Like I was writing about, um, not only the dates, but just like I, the things that I was learning about myself through my dating journey, because, and that's when I really realized that like, I, I feel that, dating is, um, especially for women is just such a important time in our lives. Like it's a, it's a pivotal moment and, um, it, there is an opportunity it is a spiritual journey. I think you can either, you know, close off and be afraid and, um, like, or you can like find yourself during that time. And that's really what I used that time for. And, um, I just got really obsessed with the process and I, as I started writing about it, um, people started reading my blog and that was, really the beginning of my work. I was not uh, a medium at that time or I wasn't doing any sort of channeling, but I had a lot of thoughts about the spiritual process of dating. And um, as much as like some, you know, of course I, I've been married now for eight years and there's times that I'm like, I can't believe I'm still teaching about dating, but I mean, I have dating dreams all the time. <laughs> like I, um, in my sleep, I'm like back in the dating world. Like I'm dating all the time in my sleep, which is really funny because I just, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's such a lost, uh, part of our lives. I think that if we're, if we haven't found love and we want love, it feels very shameful. And I don't feel that there's like enough voices talking about it and, and, and supporting people in that place. So I just feel very called to that moment because it's not shameful. It could be beautiful. And, um, and I, I just, I just want to put more of that into the world, which is why, um, you know, I wrote the book, the final swipe, I have a podcast all about it. And I'm really just trying to support people along, along that way, but through the spiritual lens. So. That's so interesting. I feel like when with dating, especially now with the, you know, all of these apps that are so readily available and so easily available to people, dating gets a bad rap. And I feel like most of the time you see negative things about dating, whether it's, you know, not being able to find the one through these apps or the fact that like a lot of the apps are around like looks or physical appearance um, first versus like getting to know somebody on a deeper level. Um, And so it's interesting that you are looking at it a different way because I think a lot of people who are dating might be discouraged um, by what's out there. And I feel like so many of the things we read about are like, Tinder horror stories, um, you know, instead of like the the nice things that happen from online dating or the ways that you can uh, make the dating world work for you, whether it's through apps or some other means. So that's really interesting that you're focusing on that side of things. I feel like like I haven't dated in a very long time, but um, I have friends who are dating, and I know that 
that it's tough and it doesn't always um, get viewed through a positive lens. Right. Yeah. Um, with, with your being able to tap into like your um, your intuition and your your abilities, when did that sort of click for you or did it take practice to get there? Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Um, so it's a common question. Most people um, assume that, you know, I was like some some child that had, you know, that predicted somebody's death or, or something because usually that's the story. I think a lot of the mediums um, or psychics or clairvoyants, whatever you want to call them, um, exist. They usually tell some story about like when I was four years old, like I knew my grandmother was going to die or I saw this and I didn't have that story. Um, I, I always joke and say that like, you know, my parents are Cuban, like they're very traditional Catholic, um, parents. And like, if I told my mom that I was like seeing dead people, like for sure she would have sent me like to the Catholic church and they would have probably done some exorcism on me. Like you and I would not be having this conversation right now. So like, that was not the story. Um, thank God either, because I would have not been able to do this work. Um, so for me, um, I, you know, in high school, I had a friend who passed and I always felt his presence around me, but I just, I thought that most people could feel that. That was not something I questioned. I, I assumed that, and I think that that's more accepted. Like some people will tell you like, oh yeah, I feel my grandmother around me or whatever. So I was, I didn't find that special. I just thought like, oh, well, like, of course, like this person died. Like, I, I, of course I can feel that person. So, but that definitely like looking back was the first um, moment that I realized I was like actually channeling. And then, um, the other thing was I, so that was like a kind of just a moment, but then I started studying because I was interested. Like I just, um, I just was fascinated by these things. Definitely that psychic that I met, she opened me up to a lot of this world where I think for the first time, well, first of all, I felt comfortable enough going. And then for the first time I thought I started thinking that like, maybe I could do this, which I thought was, which is kind of a weird thought. Um, I do a lot of readings on people and definitely there's a lot of people nowadays that, that ask me how they can do it as well. Um, which I think is interesting. I really just shows me how much like we're waking up and remembering that like we can all do this and that we've done this for many lifetimes. But I, I just thought it was strange because my girlfriends were going with me to these readings and they never asked like, can they do this? I was the only one asking that question. Um, so, and because I asked, you know, I was, I was guided and I started reading and, and studying. One of the first things that I um, got into was, um, um, this energy, this type of energy healing called theta healing. And, um, it, it has a lot to do with the chakras and like your mindset, all that kind of stuff. But as I was studying that, that's when like the first spirit guides started showing up for me. And I was like, wait a second, like what just happened? And thankfully, because I had those experiences with those psychics, like I knew what a spirit guide was and I knew what an angel was. So I'm, I'm grateful for that experience because I was able to see that. So I, it definitely was like, um, I've studied a bunch too. I mean, I went to shamanism school, like as the years have gone by, but, um, every time, like I learned a little bit more, it really feels like a, like a, or like a remembering. Um, it feels like every time I I'm taught something different, whether it was like Reiki or like, even when I studied hypnosis, I remember just being like, I've done this before. Like, like just knowing, and I'm sure there's all of us have those things in our lives that like you, you pick up a guitar, you start writing and there's just something that you're like, Oh, I've done this before. And it, that comes from, from a past life. So that was really my experience. So the more I, I um, studied, the more I started remembering and kind of just being like, oh, I can do this. And then definitely like what made me good, I would say, because like now I've definitely more like mastered the reading process was because I've logged in so many hours. Like I was, I just, I found it fascinating. I think it's, I think it's bizarre how like um, any, anybody who knows how to read energy can like see everything that you're carrying. Like, you know how with you girls, like, it's weird that like you didn't know me and all of a sudden like I can tell you all these things just because you carry it on your energy. So I found that like fascinating. Um, I, I thought that that was like amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, like there's so much information there. And I just was like a geek about it. So I practiced a lot. And then ultimately, you know, people started coming to me and asking me to do it for money. And I was like, okay, I guess so. Um, but it was a very weird thing for me, um, but it's been great. 
Can you talk a little bit about like what the process is like for you and for the other person when you're doing a reading, whether it's you're reading someone who's interested in learning about themselves um, or learning about their dating life or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so there is, so I do it from home and I do it, um, I do it from my office and, um, I don't see the person. I've never seen a picture of the person. They basically just like fill out a little form on my site and they, I ask the question, like, what do you want to focus on? And they give me that information. So I use that information to meditate. So I'm basically like, you know, I'll be like, okay, Ali, like Ali wants to know this. And, um, I'll just like 15 minutes before we speak, I'm just like meditating on that person's energy, which is probably the craziest part about the process. <laughs> um, and then I, uh, I read their energy. So like I have, a, I've perfected a few formulas and one of them is that like for sure, it depends on what the person's asking for, but like the basic thing that I do, like the, the very basic thing that I do is I'm going through the person's energy centers so I'm looking at the chakras. Um, we have seven of them. Well, seven main ones. And I read when I, when I look at those and I scan the person's energy, there's a lot of information. So like you can go into the throat chakra and tell if a person is like living in their truth. Um, you know, you can look at somebody's like solar plexus, which is in the stomach and see why they maybe feel insecure. So there's a lot of information. So that's like the basic thing that I do. But then if people come and they ask for like, life purpose, which is a common one. There's another, like, there's a, there's like a second step that I will take, which is going into the Akashic records, which like as a shaman, you like journey into this. It's basically like you're meditating and you journey into the spiritual library <laughs> that we all have. And, um, in there I will meet with like your spirit guide who oversees like your entire lifetime. And so this is like more of a higher up. We have several guides and this is like more of a, um, this is like the boss <laughs> and, um, that guide will share, like, will give me details on like what the person's mission, like what they came here for. And it can range from anything from like, um, you know, I, I had a musician recently who you would think like, Oh, is that person's purpose to be a musician? And it was really that purpose. That person's purpose was to be, to like, um, to impress themselves, like to do their most, like to create as much as they possibly can this lifetime. Like, so it was like, how big can I go? Um, so th th our purposes are usually like, um, they're like themes and, um, they're not super specific, but then sometimes we'll see people who are like, you know, your purpose is to, um, uh, be a healer or, um, to, to forgive like all these different things. So if that is the case, I definitely go into, I take an extra, an extra step. Um, then there's also like, let's say somebody comes and they're trying to get over like an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend. Um, and they seem like they can't, then I'll take it upon myself to look into that person's past lives because a lot of times those people are, um, soulmates or like have had a life together. So, um, we can also look into that and that gives us a lot of information, which is really helpful. And sometimes just like knowing the information of your past life heals it. Like, it's just like having that information, like really shifts things for you. So I like to provide that for people when, when they feel like there's something weird about not being able to get over the, their past person. So there's a few things and then there's healing. So there's a few things I do depending on like why the person's coming. Yeah. So for my reading, um, the question that I asked you was, um, I had just found out that I was pregnant and I was like feeling really anxious about what I was going to do when the baby was here and how I was going to balance my life and my work and the podcast and all of these things with this big new responsibility and this huge life change. And I was actually listening back to our conversation and I'm so glad that you send the recordings too, because it was so helpful to go back and listen. And, um, I could hear it in my voice, like, as I was asking you this question, I was like, almost like panicked or like, <laughs> could tell I was like really stressed about it. And the advice that you gave me was just really helpful and really calming too. Like I felt really relieved after our conversation. You were like, I think you're thinking about this as just two 
like there's two ways you can go. You have two paths, like either you're working full time or you're at home full time. And you were telling me that there are different ways that I can balance life and I can get more creative and I don't have to just mirror it off what I think everyone else is doing. Um, so that was really helpful. And, um, you were, when we first started talking, you were like, oh, um, it's a boy, right? And I was like, oh, yeah. And you were like, yeah, sorry, I wasn't sure if you knew yet. And like, you knew right away that it was a boy. Which was so crazy. Um, and crazy for me too, because this entire pregnancy, like I knew he was a boy, which is crazy. Yeah. And I could just like feel it right away. Uh, like growing up, I feel him. Yeah. He's like hanging out here with us. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you were saying during our conversation too, is that he was like so excited to come into the world and he had like yeah. this major boy energy. Um, and you were also saying that you could feel him during the, our conversation. And he was like telling me that, you know, maybe he was going to be an amazing baby. And like, I was putting so much pressure and stress on myself and that I was thinking this was going to be so hard, but maybe he's going to be, you know, a really easy baby. So yeah. Really <laughs> to um, some other things that really stood out from our conversation was um, you talked about how I am really humble, but that kind of holds me back a lot in life. Um, and especially with the podcast too, like maybe I don't present myself enough or I'm not as much of a personality. Like I go into this journalism mode a little bit (laughs) in my background. Uh, Um, and just like other ways in life that I maybe am doubting myself a little bit and holding a lot of fear. So that was really interesting. Um, we talked a lot about the pregnancy and how, I always had this thought that I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant or it was going to take me a really long time. And I don't know where that came from. It was just always something I thought about. Um, And you were explaining that it seems like I have a really strong intuition, but sometimes that gets a little mixed up with fears that I have. Um, And so that could be why I always had that thought, but it was actually a fear. It wasn't um, it wasn't real because obviously I got pregnant really fast, actually. <laughs> um, but just something that like I always hold on to or like maybe there are other fears in life that are getting confused with intuition. So that was interesting. Um, and then we talked a lot about the podcast, too, and my relationship with Brittany and just like our working relationship, too, and how we really balance each other out. Um, and it was interesting. You could like, you hadn't read with Britain yet and you could see some things about her through me. You, you were like, Oh, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Brittany, uh, is really excited about this part of the podcast and you're excited about that part. And it was just like, so crazy that you could see all of that. Um, and like what we should do with the podcast and where we should take it. And, um, yeah, it was just like, I felt really seen by you. So um, yeah, like, thank you again. That was just like such an amazing experience. And I've loved listening back to it as well. Like, I feel like I really learned a lot about myself through our conversation. Yeah. I think that the, I love the recording option too. We didn't always do the recordings. I forget why they came to be, but a few, probably like a, a couple years ago, we decided to do recordings. Um, and this all comes from like my love of readings. Like I, I always say that, like, I think the reason people get so much value out of the readings is I love readings. Like I, I just, I truly honestly feel that like sometimes you just need a good reading. Um, like you just need somebody to be able, you like need to have a spiritual meeting. I just feel like it's like, just sometimes you like need to talk to the the spirits that like know you best, you know? So like, I really believe in the power of a reading and, um, I always thought like, well, wouldn't it be nice to like have a, re- a recording, like to be able to, because it, it, I'm sure when you guys listen back, like it's, um, you almost like get pushed back into that moment and, um, it's almost like you're, you're watching yourself from above in a weird way. So it's, you, it's even just watching, like you said, like the way that you were speaking or like how afraid you were. Um, and it's just been a few months or a few weeks probably, you know, since the session, but it's really fascinating to watch, to hear ourselves, to watch ourselves like in that moment. So I think that, um, 
yeah, the, the recording part is like really, really cool. Um, but I'm so happy that you got so much out of it. And, and, you know, also in the readings, one of the things that when I train people to do readings, um, because that's like a big part of my mission and a part of my work is like training the people who feel called to, to do readings to, to just help them to remember that like they know how to do this. So when you go to a reading, like the person it's, it's, it's actually quite easy to see things, right? It's like, Oh, I can see this in her throat. I see this in her, whatever. And even if any of you are feeling a little intuitive and you, you're, you're seeing things like, don't ever be afraid to ask, like, don't, don't feel, or, or if you're feeling something like you have a guide with you, who's going to help you with your intuition and just be like, why do I see that? And the, and, um, or what does this mean or how can this be helped? Because that is like where that information, like the advice, it sounds like I'm giving the advice, but it's channeled advice because I don't want to just see what's holding you back. I don't want to just see what's coming or anything like that. I want to like, I also want to know how you can be supported. So if, if you're ever feeling your own intuition, like don't be afraid to like ask questions about what you're getting. Um, because that's where you're going to get more guidance. Like they're happy to give more guidance, but like we have free will. So we have to ask. And that's how we get a little bit more information in these readings. Oh, I love that. It, I feel like out of all of the readings that I've done over the last year or two, like astrology readings, human design readings, um, Reiki energy healing, this reading was by far the most profound and the most, I guess, scary because the like when someone can see you more than <laughs> clearly than you can see yourself, I think it's a little bit frightening. And so I remember right. my, like during our, our reading, like my palms were really sweaty. Um, and I just felt like a sense of anxiety, even though it's said anything bad or negative, totally. but it's just to, to sit through that experience it, you know, it's not that I didn't believe in it or, you know, that I wasn't expecting it. I just, when it, when it's happening, I guess it just feels so different. And I remember Allie did her reading, um, I think like two weeks before I did. And after hers, she texted me and she was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, you're not going to believe what she said. And it was, I was just like in shock of like everything that happened during your guys' reading. And so, you know, I kind of, like knew what to expect for our reading. But afterward I texted Allie and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, you're not going to believe what happened. Um, and it was just really interesting that, you know, when you were doing my reading, I think my question was uh, more around career. Um, funny, we had an episode two weeks ago uh, where I mm-hmm. talked about career and uh, purpose being tied to career. And my question was about like, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very broad question, but I remember you did tell me that work will be tied to my purpose, like my career tied to my life purpose, which I knew, Mm -hmm. but like, I didn't really want to hear it, but it's good to know that and, and to just be aware of that. Um, you talked a lot about what you saw in my throat chakra, um, and doing reporting. So you said in my past lives or in, in previous lifetimes, Mm. um, that I was a reporter, which is funny because Allie and I both study journalism um, uh-huh. and a lot of those skills go into this podcast. Um, but you right. were saying that it's important that I have like an outlet to share information and, and observations um, that I have with other people and that, you know, and I'm also pregnant and at the time um, was pretty early on. So I wasn't sharing, but I had told you about it and you said that you saw me uh, typing away like at a home office with baby next to me which was really comforting to hear because that was another thing that was scary is figuring out how you balance career and motherhood. Um, And, you know, having like, I don't always have to work like an office job nine to five. So to think a little bit outside of that and I could potentially um, like start something with Allie, which is, you know, we always – talk about doing. Um, so it was just really interesting. And it was during our conversation, you said that because you've read Allie and myself, you could like see through like this portal between the two of us. 
Um, and so like things that were maybe unclear in Allie's reading uh-huh. about both of us, like you could see more clearly once you read me, which I thought was really cool. Um, uh-huh. and yeah, I, I think a lot of our conversation was around like career and like business, um, which is something I've always thought about, but uh-huh. I have never really seen myself there. So it was good to know that that's like a path that could be in my future. Um, But yeah, we talked a lot about baby and my marriage with my husband, Artemis, and how this baby is going to make us feel like a complete family, which was really heartwarming. And like, it's like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about that. But um, yeah, it was such a- I was going to say your baby is so sensitive that like you probably had a much more sensitive pregnancy <laughs> because your baby has like real sensitive energy. Um, so that is going to be beautiful. And, um, and, uh, also, you know, there's, I'm, you know, there's sensitive people problems too, but it's, it, I was like, she's going to cry because the baby's so sensitive that she's going to feel this energy. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. I'm fully crying. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it, it was just such an awesome, awesome experience. And I think like being able to also just like get some confirmation or validation that like things are totally okay. Like when sometimes it feels like your life is imploding around you, um, totally. you know, or yeah. there's so many unknowns ahead. And, and I just loved the experience where it wasn't like a future telling. It was really like, you know, showing me all of the doors that could be open. Um, and right. I think that made me just feel really calm and safe and uh, able to be in the present moment a lot more than, um, I usually can be. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. The readings are so fascinating because they like, they really do pull you down to be present. So that's, that's one of the the beauties of it, but it's funny. I was teaching. So like I said, I teach a lot of people how to do what I do. And I was teaching a student the other day and I typically like ask for this. Like I, I typically will ask the student to like get a guinea pig to be able to do the, the readings on. So like ask a friend, like if we can read her energy or whatever, but I totally forgot to tell the student. So I was like, Oh man, well, I'm just going to let her read my energy. And, um, it's funny when she was about to start, I got so nervous <laughs> because it's really a feeling of being naked. Like you're letting somebody, I mean, it requires so much trust. Um, but you know, you're letting somebody like read all your like hopes and fears and, you know, your past and your future. So like, it's, yeah, like I, I totally feel what you're feeling about the, your palms and getting nervous because it, it really is um, a very vulnerable thing to do, but it's amazing too. And it's, it's, um, it's like a gift that we give ourselves. So, um, yeah, it's just funny how I, I get scared. It's funny thing too, is when I read people and I forget, I feel like maybe one of you had this, I'm forgetting, but sometimes, um, people who are a little bit like older souls, um, and are a little bit more advanced in when it comes to energy, they know how to manipulate their energy. So if you're, so, which means that like, I'll try to read somebody and even though they paid for the reading and they, they signed up and they're here at the reading, they will, um, shield themselves so that I can't read them. And, um, thankfully, I mean, I'm trained to know when that happens and then there's a way for me to go and ask to, to ask the soul to like, please release those um, shields so I can fully read the person. And these people also like exist in the world. Like when you meet somebody, you're like, I don't know, I just can't get a read for them. It's because that person knows how to like shield their energy. So you can't really sense them, but that happens in a reading too. And I'm one of those people like I'll, I, I don't, I don't let everybody like read me or read my energy. So when you do, so it's just a reminder that like when we do get a reading, whether it's with me or anybody to even just set a little intention for yourself and a little prayer for yourself that you're just like, you know, like I trust this person. Like I've been called to this person, like, please let them, um, you know, channel the right messages for me. And like, may I be open to receiving them and hearing them because we can go into a reading wanting to hear what we want to hear. And then we don't allow for a full, um, read because I mean, Again, I, I've done, I've logged so many hours that I can go past that, but like, you know, most people don't. And like, you know, if you're getting like a $50 reading or whatever, um, you know, like you're not going to, that, that's, we shouldn't put it on the reader to be able to like figure that out. They might not see it, 
But um, if you want to help yourself during your reading, definitely setting that intention to to trust this person and to allow what needs to come through and you'll get a better read. Oh, I love that advice. I feel like that's, mm-hmm. um, that's so hard for a lot of people. And luckily I think Allie and I were both in a space where we felt really open and we've done other mm-hmm. types of readings before um, doing our reading with you. But it is, that is such a thing. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who maybe are skeptics or don't believe in this type of thing. Um, and, you know, to be able to experience it is one thing, but I feel like when you're closed off or you're closed minded, you aren't able to experience the magic of these right. types of things. And you aren't able to um, really reap the benefits because you are closed off. And so it doesn't work unless you do the work to open yourself up beforehand. So I think that's really good advice. Right. Yeah. And I like this takes one to know one because I'm like that person. So I have to set those intentions before. Yeah. Something you said, Britt, really stuck out to me too, was that like, it wasn't really, it wasn't like fortune telling or this is what's going to happen in your future. Even though we both asked questions that were really like, what should I do about X thing? But, you know, the advice that you gave was like, these are things about yourself and there are different paths and you can choose what you want to do based on your abilities. And it was just like very healing and calming for me to know all of that. Yeah. That's another thing in readings. So, which I feel like, again, you want to just be mindful of that. Cause you know, we've all had the reading that somebody's like telling us like, yeah, you know, in two months you're going to, you know, meet the love of your life. And then the two months go by and you don't meet the love of your life. And you're like, man, what just happened was this whole reading like a sham. And it's not that it's a sham. It's that, um, so when it comes to our future, there are several paths and we like throw out these paths almost like kind of like a spider web. You know, there's like so many lines in the spider web. Like we were constantly like, kind of setting intentions for the future and being like, I want this, I want that. And like, this is a good option. And this is a good option. So some of them are like more um, like sustainable and possible than others. Um, But what happens is sometimes if you get a reading that's very predictive, um, they may be only focusing on one path and that is like confusing because you, you have free will. And sometimes that path is like a lower path and you can, what if, if you, if you ascend a little bit and you like, you know, go higher in, in your energy, you could actually take like a higher path. So, um, the reason that, I mean, some things when you read are so set in stone, like they're so close, they're so there, they're so close. So it's, you can be like, yes, like this is, like there is no other path. This is the path. Um, um, but then a lot of the times there's, um, there's a few paths. So I like to share like the few paths because, um, even the reading itself affects the person so much that after the reading, their energy may shift and they may go from like scared to courageous and then choose the higher path. So like, it's hard to, predict when like you're actually influenced in the reading itself is influencing the outcome in a way, because you're what used to be a path for this person is shifting because of this meeting, because of the influence of the read. So, um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's why like, it's nice to have paths and like, you know, um, just something to look at when you're getting a reading. Yeah. I, I really liked that approach because it made me feel, I don't know, just really calm that I had like options and to know that, you know, me, like me being me has these options. I don't know. I could have said that mm-hmm. a little better, but you right. get what I mean. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah. it, I think that was what was so nice is afterward. I was like, everything's going to be fine. Like I have all these things ahead of me right. and it's like, I still have free will to choose where I go, but it wasn't that it was right. like, you know, scary or this big thing. It wasn't like you were like, you have to start a business in six months. Otherwise, you know, you'll lose your timing and, and then you have the baby and then it's, yeah. and, you know, it was like, you, you can still yeah. do these things. And the, the things you told me where you could kind of see future me in certain situations was like where I hoped to see future me too. So it was just 
really nice to be right. like, okay, like maybe that can happen. And so this like future tripping mm-hmm. um, and like being so anxious about what's to come really subsided. And, and I was able to just kind of sit with where I am and be like, mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. Ah, that's the best. So happy you got to feel that. I do have one question about something that you told Allie during your reading mm-hmm. um, about she and I being married in a past life. <laughs> I forgot. About I, I was about to say that I was like, I wonder if I told them, but these guys, these these two are like past lovers. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I like texted Brittany about that after our conversation because we had um, when we did our human design reading, she read our charts side by side, and she was like, "Yeah, there was like a lot of." Uh, passion between you guys, like hot fire flames. Yeah, hot fire flames. Um, and oh, yeah, and maybe that's why we're such great friends and work really well together and really balance yeah. each other out. But uh, yeah, so interesting that you saw that and we had other people see something similar <laughs> yeah. too. That's so funny. I think with that, knowing that, you know, you two are just going to want to look out for um, being blinded by love, you know, because like you you love each other deeply for many lifetimes. So sometimes like if Ali's suggesting something and it's not the smartest path, Britt may be like, yeah, like that's amazing. You're amazing. Let's do it. You know, instead of, instead of being like, no, like, wait a second. Like my intuition saying that's like not so great, but because there's so much love, like just, you know, like kind of when you're blinded, like by the love of your child, like sometimes you, you know, you miss things. Um, so that's just something to, to know about yourselves because there's a lot of just love, like just true, like admiration for the two of two for each other, which is beautiful. But this is, that's not like rare. I mean, we see so many people that are, um, best friends or, um, just siblings or whatever that like have been married in a past life. So my middle son, um, it was, you know, my middle son, like our, we were, I haven't done the full past life. I've, we've, I've seen a few past lives with him, but not a married one, but like he's, I think he really thinks that like I'm his wife, like, oh. you know, like because like he's lived so much, like he is, um, and I have, we have three children, but this one in particular is like, believes that like I belong like to the point that he like swears that like he needs to sleep in the bed with me every night. Like, and it's not about his dad. It's about me. Like, it's like oh. <laughs> um, and it's like different. Yeah. So, um, we see a lot of soulmate relationships, um, taking different, um, positions, which are really cool. My youngest, um, who's two now is, um, and he was a very strong energy when I was pregnant with him. And, um, I had several people and obviously, and I, I, I also did my own regression, uh, that he was like, he's, he's been my spiritual teacher for many lifetimes. Like he's a, he's the, a very old soul and he's been my mentor. And a lot of, um, it's funny when I was pregnant with him, I wrote my most recent book and it really changed the course of my work. Um, he has, you know, very strong Capricorn energy and, uh, you know, he's, a, he's two years old and obviously he's still learning to talk, but he's a much wiser, um, soul than me. And we'll see how that pans out, you know, as, as I'm raising my mentor, basically, like how does that pan, you know? Um, so we, we have lots of relationships that were something else before and they affect our, our current uh, relationships. That's so beautiful. I, I remember during our reading, I wasn't sure what I was having yet, but you mentioned if I was to have a girl, she would be a great teacher to me in, in teaching me how to really rise into my my womanhood. Hmm. Uh, and I, I've had someone else who's very intuitive tell me that too, that there's a girl soul that's following me. Cool. Um, and she is an older soul and she will be the one who teaches me. Um, as much as I teach her, which I think is just such an interesting thing to think about. And when you think about your children, this is Brit, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, so Brit, that well, first of all, that scares me because that means that like you're gonna have back to back children <laughs> if there's two souls oh, no. are like hanging out that close. Like it's like oh, they, one just said like oh, you go first. That's basically like what happened. One was like oh, you you know like you go first, I'll go, I'll go second, which means that. Um, they're super close. <laughs> yeah, you told me that in the reading too, that I was pretty much going to have two back to back and then be dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's why, um, we see the two. So yeah, typically, um, I mean, I see baby souls around, um, 
women or men that are single. Like it doesn't just because, um, you know, like, cause our, our little babies, uh, those little baby souls are like waiting to come through and they'll hang out with us for a long time, help really, especially the ones that are older than us, helping us to get on a path to be able to conceive them. Um, cause there's a beautiful, just like meeting, um, our partners, there's a beautiful path to being ready to, to conceive a child. So they'll be with us for a long time before. Yeah. I, I just love knowing that it's just such a, a special little mm-hmm. feeling to keep with me. Yeah. Do you ever do readings with two people or with couples? Yeah, I've done um, sisters because their mother passed. So like the mother wanted to have both of them. So that was interesting. Um, I've done a couple, I've done couples like um, husband and wife. Um, so that, that are, those are, those are fun. They're just, um, they, it's fine because it, it requires a little bit of focus, but like, like you two saw that, um, there, your energies are so intertwined at this point that it was easy to see both of you like together in, in each other's readings. And, and, you know, I, I always laugh. I'm like a lot of my customers come from like another customer's reading. <laughs> Not on purpose. It's like, I'll be reading somebody and be like, Oh my gosh, your brother. And then all of a sudden they'll tell the brother and then the brother like, was like, listen, you were, you were like, um, picking up on me. Like now I need, I'm like, I swear it's not like a sales thing. It's just that, um, you know, we were so intertwined with other souls. So it's like, we're influenced by them, especially our partners and our friends and our children. So it's like an easy thing to read other people when you're like already reading one person. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I want to do that with part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Nikki. This was really incredible. And I am still thinking about our conversation and love listening back to it. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can learn a little bit more about you? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's such my, it was my pleasure. Really, like every reading is my pleasure. <laughs> like I... I um, was afraid of coming out of the spiritual closet for so long that the idea that I get to do this and nobody is weirded out by it or anything is like, it's such a gift to me. And that I'm able to like, I get so much out of the readings myself. Cause it's like, I get to connect with my soul to be able to do what I need to do. So it's a nice break for me as well. Um, so it's my pleasure. So thank you for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I would love to connect with anybody who feels called to anything that I'm saying. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm just Nikki Novo, which is N I K K I N O V O. Um, I teach reading. I teach like how to be intuitive. So if you're interested in that, you can just DM me. I also have a free spirit guide meditation. That I'd love to offer you guys. If you'd like that, it's just Nikki Novo.com backslash spirit and you can connect with your spirit guide if you do the meditation um yeah if you're dating i have a final swipe available on amazon that is really more of an uh, a spiritual take on dating so thank you thank you for for letting me share yeah thank you so much yeah it was so great to finally have you on i've been so excited to share you <laughs> with our with our podcast listeners so we really appreciate your time and um if anyone has questions about a reading, I mean, I think Allie and I would recommend a hundred times over. So um, yeah, send us a DM if you have a question, but thank you again, Nikki. It was so great to chat with you and we hope to bring you back. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com.